This is Paul Anthony, founder of the Escape Podcast and executive production crew for this version. It is with a humbling sense of pleasure that I christen this show. Before it officially launches, Kyle, Nick, and Flair will take good care of you while they talk their favorite mobile game, Marvel Strike Force. I'm not leaving you, at least not yet anyway, and the Galaxy of Heroes show will be back every other week so that the Nev and I can give you fresh takes on the game and talk about everything that has happened since the last show. I trust these three with bringing you the quality, or lack thereof for some of you, that you expect from this show that was started by Scotty McLaren and I as we dreamed of what it would be like to make different podcasts under one umbrella. We have the shows with that on the side, yes, but this is what we wanted for the podcast from the very beginning, to bring a community together to talk about their passions for gaming. So, without further ado, it is my esteemed honor to utter the cold open. Take it away, boys. One is a resident aquatic creature from the mountains of Appalachia. Another is a calm, calculated collector from the swamplands of Florida. And the other is a raid battle commander from the cornfields of the Midwest. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with an average of over a thousand days spent logged into the game each, the one thing we are sure of is you will be entertained. This is the Escape Pod Cast. A weekly look into some of the best mobile games out there. This is the Marvel Strike Force Edition. Live from the Nerdy Network studios aboard the Helicarrier, here are your hosts, Flair Embers, Nick Williams, and Kyle Preston. Coming up on this week's episode of the Escape Pod Cast. It's our first show. You can even smell the wet paint on the Helicarrier. Zombie Iron Man has finally settled in after his release. How has the Undying team fared so far in the game? We've gone back to the Stone Age as Black Panther 1 million BC's meta events have started, and they're giving us shards instead of orbs? The Plague Core event kicks off the meta event, and Balance admits they don't want us to break our fingers blitzing. And all of this work for a week one event? Are you getting your Panther pelts? We are one week post the colossal screw-up of the 80 million fragments. Did you give in, and how is that affecting the player community? Friday also means a new blog post has dropped. Who's frumable this week, and how's Boundless messing with the player base this time around? That opens the dark hold with the story time and reveals the story of Morgan Le Fay. And Zeri brings us his top five beginner teams in our special segments. And our special guest is Mr. Jigabachi, who joins us to talk about how he picked MSF back up and about his experience so far. Of course, it wouldn't be the Escape Pod cast without Patreon's choice on the bridge. From our Helicarrier! As always, all this in breaking news and bug reports, as and if they happen. Right here on the Escape Pod cast. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the Escape Pod cast. My name is Bones88, a.k.a. Kyle Preston Billingsley. I'm joined here with my good friends, 
uh, Nick Williams, a.k.a. Sef- Sophronis, and Flair Embers. How are you guys doing today? Oh, <laughs> we are here. We are here. That's right, guys. We are here, and it is a glorious. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And uh, real quick for everyone to get uh, to know us a little bit, tell everyone what your guys' GP or TCP is. Sorry. Uh, and then let's get on it. Get on with the show, my friends. Who wants to go first? Um, I guess I can. I'm at 17.3 million, um, about 1,300 days in the game. I am at like 20.1 million, and I've been for just under 1,000 in the game. Big, big dog, big dog. Heck yeah. <laughs> I am about 1,300 uh, days in, and I am 14.1 million. Man, I'm like the yeah, I'm the I'm the youngest dog in the pool and uh I've got the biggest set of teeth. So hmm, is someone aquatic in nature, it sounds like just, just a little bit aquatic in nature. Uh actually not not that much recently. Hey, um let's let's go ahead and just get started on some of the stuff we're yes, wanting sir. to talk about. We've got a lot of things we're wanna do. Uh first off, hey guys, seriously, thank you all for joining us. We've got how we're how we're doing everything is is we're not gonna have an episode every single week because we're sharing uh we're sharing time with the Swaga version of the show with Paul and Neil, but uh, so that way we have time to talk about some of the things that have been happening recently. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, do we want to go ahead and talk about Zim, uh, Zombie Iron Man first off. Let's let's get that started and see how everyone's feeling about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, f- first of all, do you guys have him unlocked, and are you guys using him right now? Oh yeah, I've been using him in every single war. I've kind of been playing around with the teams. Um, I've really been enjoying the kind of the nuke it list of zombie iron man with hella cable loki and silver surfer and so having that team i just throw it you know 400k punch up against young avengers and i can all but hit auto i mean the first couple of things i'll manage and make sure that it's good and then you once squirrel girl dies it's just hit auto and go Blair, what about you also you guys we might have to explain like the mechanics why he's so cool because some people might not have him and there's some new people but um, I don't have him up yet because I'm working on other things, but what's the mechanic? Like him and Hella, right? They just do like this cheese stuff, right? Basically, Hella turns zombie Iron Man into Greg. So she has two Gregs. Yeah. And, and, and Greg Man. is, we got to explain it. Greg is. <laughs> oh, we, 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 we've got to play Greg the baby is. steps right now. We're, we, hey, this is episode one. Eventually, we can start to be like, oh, hey, this is this, 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 and this. Um, yes, sir. Yeah. So. Hella spawns uh, a dude that we call Greg because he's called that in the game files. He's the undead Asgardian. Uh, so zombie Iron Man. Yes, the two of them together are two piece for war offense. And I, I think there's multiple factors into the why he is stupid busted right now at no red stars. Mm-hmm. Um, one, uh, actually, I think some people have been finding out he's actually kind of bugged in some of his interactions because of how his passive interacts with other passives um they're they're trying to i don't know if everyone's quite nailed down i know dorky dad another content creator here in the msf space um has gotten a little bit of an idea he's like okay these interactions aren't happening in this and this and this but zim or zombie iron man has just this bonkers level kit of you know an ability block straight away on turn one he can extend debuffs anytime someone is bleeding He's going to mind control and attack other characters. So he's not doing the damage. It's their own characters damaging themselves. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I haven't got to experience that yet. But I'm and it kind of end rounds part of the kits. Why it's so good with Young Avengers is a lot of their kit revolves around them getting hit. Right. So you're creating a situation where they're hitting themselves to death. Mm-hmm. And it, it mechanically, you're absolutely right. The mind control mechanic seems even where it won't even actually fire all the time, even though it really doesn't matter because of just how strong the whole team is and how it functions. Mm-hmm. Like I've noticed that uh, it would have been two wars ago where I was punching up and I could notice them like, well, there should be mind control there, but it didn't hit, mm-hmm. but it didn't really matter. You still won. You right. didn't win in enough time, but no, even low gear. I think mine's maybe gear 10 gear 11 mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter. I mean, my hell is like gear 14, but it's it, if your hell is huge, it, it doesn't even matter. As long as she stays alive, you can do whatever you want. Right. Well, yeah. And then, so someone mentioned in chat as well, Hella, um, the thing about it this way, if zombie Iron Man drops a bleed or if any character drops a bleed, Hella then just spreads it and everything else. Um, Hella has been a great character for a long period of time because she could spread negative effects. She fell off for a while because she was an expensive character to bring up. Um, but now she's been kind of thrusted back into the limelight with uh, zombie Iron Man back in the game. And not to mention, it's just like, hey, uh, for so, for example, someone like me at 20 million uh, TCP, um, I'm at the point where I'm in the second run of Dark Dimension five, which is kind of the end game content right now, besides preparing for apocalypse. Um, I have all the mystic characters that I need to be geared up at the highest gear level that I need them at right now. So everything else I get is just play money right now. So Hella mm-hmm. went to 15. I would have never done that like two years, like a year ago. God, no. Uh, but I have the gear now on top of the issue that we'll talk about probably in the second segment. Uh, the, the huge fiasco. Um, I, I have the resources to kind of do willy nilly with it. It's just like, oh, oh, hit the button. So yeah. speaking of gear, what gear does Zim need to be to be viable? anything honestly anything because i have mine 12 i think 65 gear 11 nothing nothing crazy because he he actually you want him to die Mm -hmm. he he has that same revive mechanic that hella's undead gets so really you're not hurting yourself Mm -hmm. and i actually i feel like oh he is basically Mm mm-hmm I, I really actually appreciate, I mean, the release method wasn't fantastic, but I appreciate the fact that Scopely is rewarding people who use the pre not the premium, but the ideal plug and play characters such as Loki and Hela, since they unlock you two legendaries, they're viable in war even before then with the old mm-hmm. Asgardian team for people who are working their way up the up the ladder towards hero as guardians. It feels like it's rewarding players who took the time to at least invest something mm-hmm. in those characters. Right. So, so what do you guys think about his cadence? It's a once a year thing. What do you guys think about that? Well, so uh, I, I have some ideas on this one. So the, my biggest thing is that they, I, I feel like this was intentional trying to induce FOMO because they were saying this is the only time in 2022 you're going to be able to get zombie Iron Man. Guess what, buddy? There's only two months left in 2022. Why are we getting our pants in a jiffy about this? Right, right. But let's, say, let's say that it does come at the same time every year. I mean, are you against it? Are you for it? I think it's kind of cool. It, as long as you unlock him, you can use him. You know, I, I get that you 
can't get into seven star, but uh, <sighs> I think it's kind of a cool. Not idea. to mention those offers were disgusting. I, I, I have a three star zombie Iron Man, and it's at uh, gear thirteen. I didn't take it any higher because one, the unique piece is nowhere to be found right now. It's not in orbs. It's not in anything. Um, so it's just and like the only pieces you could get were either the offers or from his second page event, which you needed to unlock him. Yep. So if you didn't have, which was also bugged where you had to put him in a squad in order to put him into the game, into those rounds. So that was an existing bug, not not necessarily tied to the Zim event. That was a, a bug in the game in general. When the patch dropped, we had a ton of issues with save squads, period. And I think Zim just became an unfortunate uh, addition to the issue. Um, but it was one of those, hey, you just needed Zim. You did not need him unlock. You didn't need him past two stars. You could do everything else. Heck, he could have been gear one, level one, and you wiped the floor with everything. Like, I, I took in my A-team plus Zim and just rolled through everything. Well, anything about any, anything else about Zim? I'll cover that. He's, re- no, he's ridiculous, mean, and he's good. He's Yeah, if you guys have him level him up or work on him but you can't till next year if you don't have him yet. yeah <laughs> but, well and, and I, I have a feeling they're going to do the icarus and cersei treatment to him probably and yeah they did so so chat's mentioning yes they did give us some free gear in the mail uh problem is that that free gear in the mail you literally get enough pieces to just bring him from nothing to 16 as far as the uniques are concerned that's it we have no other way. We don't know if Archangel, who's supposed to be coming next patch, or any other character in that patch is going to be requiring his unique piece, which is Chromium. And if he takes, if any of those characters take Chromium and we don't have access to those, guess what, buddy? You're up the creek without a paddle. And you fell for a trap. Well, yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. And because everybody was hoarding, they're trying to basically scare people off of it. Yep. Which is fine with me. I don't want to hoard anymore. Because they remember what they did for uh, Morgan Lefay Gambit, where we basically just hoarded for a month mm-hmm. and then took all of the raid orbs out. Right. Okay. So I know you. I know we wanted to say this for last, but I, I want to talk about it because I kind of have something to say about it. But the the forty k orbs, since we're talking about gear, anyways. Let's talk about it. Okay. No, I'm good talking about. It. Let's talk about it. Okay. And I, this is the one that stuck out to me that I wanted to talk about. But if you guys don't know. Um, Marvel Strike Force a lot of the time have bug packs, and I don't know how or why they're doing it, but uh, and they're amazing like, amazing value. It happens a lot. So, whenever people call it out and call them out, they put it back in there for people to get if you want to buy it. And the latest one is, um, what was it, $20? And like I said, if you don't play the game or if you're not coming, but you know, there's orbs, and we got. 40,000 orbs for these mini uniques. Yep. Um, 20,000 for gear 14 and gear 15. And what do you think, Flair? Like, what, what's the value on that? Let's say if it was true value, how much do you think that's, that is? Okay, if we wanted to run by Scopely dollars, uh, if we wanted to be very nice to it, like lowballing it, we're probably talking about a couple of thousand. That's what I've been saying about two grand is what I was saying yeah. for $20. Okay. But here's my thing. I'm excited. I don't really even know what the orbs were, right? I just knew it was gear, but it's many uniques. So really they're the one of the most rarest things. 
but you don't need them a lot of the times. So I thought I didn't realize it was many uniques. So now uh-huh. I'm really not even using them, you know, because I can't get past, you know, year 13 because I need all these other, um, these other uh, things just to get to where I need to use. Oh, them. you're talking you know about needing the 13 uniques. Yeah. The actual so piece, past that the main first. pieces. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm not really accelerating any faster <laughs> than what I was. And now when I get to that point, it's it's done and it's very hard to find them when you get to but, the point where, where you're needing to take characters to 14 and 15 in regular like that literally for for reference for the longest time ever since 14 and 15 as gear levels were brought into the game they have been major choking points because mm-hmm. um you're needing a couple a couple of pieces each for each individual part uh, some characters can require all five of their other pieces besides their unique piece to be mini uniques of that gear level. Hella, for example, I mentioned earlier, she's expensive because she takes the maximum number of each mini unique for each gear level. Which so, I believe is what, 76? Uh, or is it 90? It depends on the gear level itself. Um, I know on 15, I think it's 90. I'll, I'll verify. Give yeah. me a moment. Yeah, here. if you want to verify that. But no, so it's for... So for me, for example, I will never have to farm... A, a, a G14 piece, a G15 piece for anything, whether Probably it's a ever again. bio or a mystic <laughs> or a mutant character, because God knows we're running into mutants and mystics like it's Christmas every day of the week. And I'll never have to worry about it. Max is 90. Max is 90. Right. Okay. So that's 90 good. pieces, but that's 90 of one mini unique. And each character has two mini uniques mm-hmm. at a gear level for their for their trait. So this is really helpful for like from my perspective, who's working on building his horseman teams. Like I've been working on the gamma team, and it's been really nice not to have to worry about having to spend two weeks farming my bio gear. Because when it was for the first uh, saga for Morgan LeFay's team, it took me like three weeks to farm up all of the mystic uniques to take to, f- to take to 15. Cause mm-hmm. I would have them at 13 or 14 and then hit a brick wall. I could take them to 16. I just had right. to get there. Right. And so what's killing me right now is catalysts like mm-hmm. health catalysts. Boy, howdy. If someone could donate me some health catalysts, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> like I, I have like the, the primary ones, but it's, it's the actual, specialty ones that are killing me i ran out of the target ones today oh the focus catalysts yeah the focus catalyst killing me but like i have the shields and i have i don't have the health ones mm-hmm. <laughs> so Howdy. i mean go ahead sorry here, here's here's where i am on all that so so again a big whale like not whale like big big fish in the ocean um i've got all three of the horsemen teams so morgan lefay hey who that is talking about later um rogue i've got red hulk and then i've got spider weaver and dormammu and all the characters i took to go through dark dimension five i've got all those characters at g16 don't ask me about g17 i don't care about that right now that's not the point um so right now i've been doing this grind of getting this new team death seed that's going to be archangel with psylocke and magneto and dark beast and a fifth member i can't wait for that i love i'm so excited for archangel me too i'm so excited i've got i've got all this gear kind of set aside for them 
And right now, as long as I keep my numbers at where I am, I can play a little bit. I took up Spider-Man 2099, who is a month monthly release character. I took him up and he's at 15 now and I'm keeping him at 15 because I don't need to go any higher than that. Um, he, I'm doing that just for the arena, but I, I can take his gear up because he's a bio character. Um, all the bio characters I needed to bring up are all up there. Um, mystic characters I'm bringing up now. Like I said, I took hell up because I, I have the gear. I have 20,000 orbs to work with. Of course, I'm going to bring her up. So it's a ton of stuff. Okay, I have a question though about this. Uh, I'm seeing many, many people and discords and Reddit saying that this is going to ruin the economy. I don't believe that. Do you guys believe this is going to ruin the economy? Okay, so from a end game perspective, there's there's really one huge issue. Is it actually there's kind of there's two things that are happening here. One, um, when we had the three K orb gate, which was about a year ago. A three K orb gate, or it may have been two years ago. The time is wibbly wobbly to me at this point. But when that happened, Australian players had gotten like three thousand orbs instead of three thousand orb fragments, uh, and they were trying to mess with some stuff and trying to roll that back because it was given to players for free. Money was spent, meaning they couldn't go back and just make nice on this to everyone and say take this all away and here's some power cores people spent money knowing what was the value of this for everyone that is free to play period end of story like they will never spend a dime on mobile games because that's part of their code and um again i i, I full disclosure i spend i spend every so often but when uh someone looks at an offer like that and they choose not to spend they are kind of intentionally in a, in a place where it's like hey Everyone around me in my arena shard that spends will never have to worry about farming those catalysts, the, the farming, the mini uniques. They still have to farm the catalyst and they still have to farm everything else. But they can spend all the other energy and time and resources they would have spent into the mini uniques and pump those directly into health and focus and uh, everything else and origin pieces. There's so many things that are happening right now. It's like, OK, this just widened the gap between the free to play and the payers it doesn't even have to be yeah. the, the the whales we're talking about the For someone sure. who just dropped 20 bucks and that's it yeah and i think it's mostly salty free-to-play players that are mad about it you know because they don't, they don't want to be tempted to spend any money and they're proud of it you know <laughs> we all know how proud free-to-play people are right it's kind of a meme at this point but uh yeah so i, I feel them on that but I just, okay, I got another question about this. And I, we can move on after this question. But do you think they're going to do something in the game to make them less valuable? Or, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, kind of dumb down the valuable because now everyone has so many. Um, Nick, unless you, got, unless you got anything else, I've got some ideas rumbling in my head. <sighs> my, my biggest thought is thinking about the whole concept where you have the finally kind of scopely like letting go i feel like this was a little bit of a ploy actually in terms of the entire economy hear me out you know get the get the tinfoil hats on here for a second i love it but let's get our that on so when you have this amount where it basically makes it pointless mm -hmm. they'd already released most of the gear pieces into doom uh, campaign 
they hand out a ton of those pieces in the pocket dimensions and in DD4 and DD5. Right. Realistically, the value, I, I, I wonder this, whether the value and the purchase value of those orbs has continued to crash over time, where it'll create the situation that they can get one last mistake and make a ton of cash. Because you, Flair, you know, you and everybody else who will agree with me, people ran, they didn't walk to this offer. So within it, 30, it's really okay. actually a mistake when they make a ton of money. It makes it feel like even though it it's in their MO to make that kind of a mistake, mm-hmm. but what if it's one of those where, oh no, we made a mistake, spend 20 bucks. See, so again, kind of going back to the evaluation of what those orbs would have been, we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars in what they would normally be pricing. Now, yes, I feel like they probably saw a massive influx of people that don't normally spend on those, especially especially considering the the, the offer is initially um, kind of aimed at being a progression offer for the special offensive that was happening at the time, which was raid credits and yeah. spending energy. Um, so normally people don't do that unless they are intentionally behind and they want to catch up and they want to hit pieces and, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like I feel like this was an issue with uh, with a, a decimal point that was off. And and sure, it, it probably just crapped the bed for them as far as trying to, to milk out more of 14s and 15s. But I think they're in a point now where they're going to have to say, OK, we've done the mistake. We're just going to have to let it happen. Now, where do they go from here? That's the better question. Now, the idea is going to be, OK, what do we do to milk out as much of the issue as possible? If we don't see if we see characters that are not max requirement for gear at each gear tier level, for at least a solid couple of months, I am going to be surprised because Same. they can change those numbers. They, they could change those before it comes out. We don't have everything in the data mines just yet. We know that the remaining characters in this patch. Sure. They're not going to change that because we already have all the information and, and they're already coded into the game with what gear they require. I don't think they've changed what gear is required for a character in at all. Uh, uh, from my understanding, that's never happened. So, so they right, can't do it right now. An inflation going forward, much like chirotex became more common in the other game. <laughs> so, so say it. The, <laughs> say it, Zeph. It's the, the sister name. show. <laughs> it's the sister show. Fair enough. <laughs> but I was no, that you make a good point. I wonder if we are going to see more nineties as a result, or they just turn the catalyst up. It very well could be that too. Or to just ignore be like, it oh, and pretend it didn't even happen. have the orbs. Too bad. Or they just pretend it didn't happen and just let the people who got it yep. and move on. Because there's going to be a lot of people who didn't get it. There's going to be a lot of new players who will never get it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um, they might just keep moving how they do. Yep. All right. Well, hey, um, we've been having a lot of great discussion about this, but we also need to talk about Contagion Core and the blog posts that have dropped. So we've got a lot of show left to do. But we also need to get some breaks. So, hey, after this break, we're going to pick right back up where we've been talking. We'll talk about the events that we're wrapping. We are in the middle of right now with Contagion Core. We'll talk about what's coming up this next week. And we got more stuff coming along the lines. So, guys, we'll see you right after this break.
Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the escape pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the escape podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Are you like us and play more than one mobile game? Well, we have good news. The Escape Podcast has expanded its lineup. There's the flagship Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes show every first and third Friday with Paul Anthony and the Nav. And the Marvel Strike Force show on the second and fourth Fridays with Flair, Kyle, and Nick. Join our Discord to stay up to date with these and our additional shows produced under the Nerdy Network flag. Everything happens live on the Escape Pod cast twitch channel or you can catch up on what you missed on our youtube channel or your favorite podcast app thanks for listening to the escape pod cast be nice to each other damn it this is the noob from dickie and the noob and this is xmg's corner welcome all to xmg's corner it's your boys here and i am here First off, to say congratulations on your first episode of this podcast. I am extremely honored to be part of this. What we're going to talk about today in honor of your first show is we're going to go over my top five teams for beginning characters. I'm going to have five with one honorable mention. What I did is when I looked at this list is I looked at farmability, I looked at longevity, I looked at versatility, and I looked at a little plug and play. Because when you first start the game, you're going to be kind of mashing some people together to make good teams. So what are these people that could be used to plug and play to get you through certain campaigns, to get you through raids, get you in blitz, things like that. So without further ado, I can't thank you all enough for the honor to be here Let's jump into it. Jumping into the list, we have an honorable mention with the Young Avengers. This is a honorable mention team because they are kind of coming out of the beginning game to uh, mid game, but I still consider them late beginning game team. You have Spider-Man Miles. Spider-Man Miles can be found in Heroes 3-3 and is a plug and play character used for a different team later on in the game. Next one up, you have American Chavez. American Chavez is villain 6-9. Then you go into Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel is found on Mystic 2-6. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl, very great healer. Found in Nexus 4-3. And then Kate Bishop is the hardest out of all of them. She is Mystic 3-9. Very kind of, this is to be the hardest one to farm. But you get them. They can do great things right off the bat in all areas of the game for you. First one up, honorable mention, is two Young Avengers. Coming in at number five is Sinister Six. Sinister Six is a good starting villain team to help you progress. They can be, they are branched off into two different teams when you unlock Dr. Octopus, etc. And we're going to start going down the line with Mysterio. He can be farmed at the Heroes 2-3. Then you move into Vulture, who's part of the Arena Store. 
Rhino is in the Blitz store. Shocker is in Heroes 3-9. And the Green Goblin is Villains 2-3. Overall, it does have some longevity. We'll give you a solid synergy in Blitz. Really good team to help you progress into that villain campaign just a little bit further. Next team up at number four, we have the Heroes for Hire slash Defender team. The reason this isn't higher is because a lot of them come out of the Blitz store, but this team is set up for longevity for sure. Heroes for Hire become one of the, if not the best, war defense team with a lot of resources put into them. But starting with Misty Knight, she is found in the Blitz store. Jessica Jones, found in Villain 2-9. Luke Cage, Blitz store. Iron Fist, Nexus 1-9. And Shang-Chi, the Blitz store. So it's going to take a lot to get this team up and running, but when you do, you will not regret it. Having three farmable characters out of the same store is why they are not higher on my list. Coming in at number three is a city hybrid team. And you're gonna see Iron Fist in here and we're gonna hold off a minute on Iron Fist. But starting with Night Nurse, Night Nurse is a great healer, will help you progress in raids. She is Villains 3-9. Then you have Multiple Man. Multiple Man is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated tanks to help you progress. Um, he is found in the raid store. Spider-Man, starting character, part of the Web Warriors team, Spider-Man is found in the Blitz store. Then you have Punisher, does some good AoE damage, will help you progress, part of the skilled military team later on in the game. Heroes, 1-6. And then you have the Iron Fist slot. Based on the other teams we talked about, you could plug and play another one of those characters to help you progress. You have Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Miss Marvel, Misty Knight, Jessica Jones, the whole Sinister Six team, all city. So, help you out in raids, blitz, progress, a lot of different options with this team, that's why it's number three, and a lot of people in this team just branch off into so many other teams, so progressing your city team right off the bat is going to help you out a lot. Number two. Number two is the Wave 1 Avengers. Now, Wave 1 Avengers, you might be thinking, Zeri, they don't have the longevity, and that is correct, but they are a phenomenal starting team and the one character that's not on here is from the events and that is Iron Man. Iron Man can plug in and be a huge damage dealer for you in the beginning. So let's start with Hawkeye. Hawkeye is farmable from Heroes 1-9. Thor is uh, Hero 7-3 but can also be found in the raid store. Hulk is from your achievements. Captain America is Nexus 1-3 and then Black Widow is Villains 1-9. Hulk is probably, Hulk and Thor are probably the two most best ones used to sink your most resources in on this team, but Black Widow can give you that speed boost for Arena, help you progress there. Captain America is a very good early tank. Hawkeye can put up blinds. So a lot of different debuffs and things going on. Very, very much a great team for beginning game progression. And then you could sub in Iron Man once you get him unlocked. And my number one team is an Infinity Watch Guardians Hybrid. Very strong out of the gate. And there's two different variations to this team. Actually, three once you get Star-Lord unlocked. But that is a little bit more down the road. Um, but I'll go over that here in a minute. Starting with this team, you have a Taunting Tank with Drax right out of the gate. He is in the Arena Store. Gamora, huge, huge investment out of the Blitz Store. Rocket Raccoon is out of the Raid Store, very heavy AoE damage dealer. Then you have um, Nebula, 
If I could remember her name, Nebula is Nexus 4-6, so that's a little bit of a tough grind, but worth the investment. And then you have Mantis, who again is found in the Blitz store. Two out of one, but this team will help you progress so much. I'll be right back with the second version. Second version of this team is, again, everybody, and you took out Mantis. If you did not want to get Mantis out of the Blitz store because you're, you're focusing on um, Gamora, you could put in Groot. Groot isn't the best longevity tank, but you have some synergy there with Rocket Raccoon. He also puts up cheat deaths, um, heals, takes away some negative effects. So he is a good option, but you could also, if you wanted to, you could get rid of Nebula because you can't get there. You could put in Mantis there, but this is the Infinity Watch kind of Guardians team that will really, really help you out. Very good, solid early arena team, especially with Nebula in there. Um, Mantis gives you the heals with a little bit more longevity, but this is a variant hybrid. And Infinity Watch is still one of the strongest best teams in the game in my opinion. I use them all the time. So with that being said, there is my top five beginner teams. Thank you so much again, Escape Podcast, Marvel Strike Force Edition, for having your boy Zary here. Best of luck to you. Congrats on everything. I love y'all. Thanks. good yep oh okay <laughs> first show guys first Sorry. show first show <laughs> what's up guys <laughs> you gotta go like this man you gotta uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah hey i'm learning i'm learning <laughs> you're good buddy you're good uh so we are back guys welcome back and there's an event in the game called contagion core lots of drama going on a lot of you know scopely taking things back and trying to make things better um you guys are more you know, knowledgeable about what's going on. Cause I haven't even read the blog post yet. So <laughs> Flair, go ahead and take it away, man. Uh, actually, Nick, you, you got, you got some stuff on this. Well, you start off. Yeah. Um, so I actually have the post up, but basically beforehand, the estimates that we were getting for the event to max out the web milestone, where most of the rewards are, was you needed to do eight rotations a day on average and pray that that's enough at 36 splits wins a run. Like that's insane. Like usually they'll say, oh, you can do four blitz runs and get this far. Six blitz runs and you'll be fine. Yep. Eight. 16 hours. It's just like, what do you do? Everything. It's, and so, you know, as always, the salt mine opened up and Scopely was like, oh, we didn't mean eight. So they reduced it down to 16,000, which is about four rotations a day. But if you were doing those eight rotations or like even six rotations. You're almost done. You're 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 basically done or you have like one or two runs a day at this point when i heard that they were dropping the requirements down i actually i basically kind of stopped i was like all right (laughs) i'm at fourteen thousand points of the sixteen thousand. i can do two rotations and i'm fine a day at most on top of the fact that we get blitz reward blitz credits from the events that are going right now. So anytime a new blitz starts, there is a whole bunch of blitz credits that drop in those milestones mm-hmm. and those count towards the goal. So it's like I may only do like literally a rotation just to do the milestones and that's it. And they also handed us 5000 plague monger orb fragments in the web store. So that's Can't that's complain. helping out a lot. 
so the biggest issue and really so the biggest con- controversy was happening with this is that so this is part of a meta event for those that have not played the game a whole lot the meta mm-hmm. events are month-long uh runs of events there's four big week-long events with four additional blitzes and then two alliance related events and those are related to spending iso 8 energy but the four main events typically start out relatively okay the heat's been turned up they're 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 kind of hurting you a little bit and then it's gonna it's gonna suck towards the back end of it depending on what's happening and and where your progression is and what's where you've picked your roster at times. Some of these events have catered to people that have built very specific characters up. Um, and then some of them have just been way more catered towards, Hey, are you hoarding a lot of things? Because if you are, you're fine. If you haven't God help your soul. Not or me, even I worse. Refuse. How many hours do you want to surrender? Exactly. You can spend money or blitz until your hands fall off. <laughs> And a lot of people blitz till their hands fall off. I'm one of those people. I I refuse to do it for a meta event. Otherwise, I'll just spend a couple of cores and buy a couple of the actual characters orbs and wait for their, as we'll discuss here in a moment, their upcoming like coring events where, you know, you spend, you know, 2K cores or something. It's not crazy. And they gave us 4K the other day. So I've retained most of it because I'm core positive. You just do your dailies. Mm -hmm. You create it to where you'll have a small stash. So once a month, you'll wait for that event to come around. You throw a couple of orbs through and then you're moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it eases those, those strains and lets you maybe punch up a little bit more than where you were wanting to. Yep. Uh, so, and, and also the biggest thing with this is that, Hey, before they dropped everything down, there was the risk of people not even getting the event item. There's four event items per a meta event meta month thing and so this was a panther pelt and that gives you a huge amount of points towards that overall monthly milestone and so if we were still on the thirty-six thousand train there would be people that probably were not going to be getting that pelt which would have set them back thirty-five thousand points on a five hundred thousand point milestone um and so I, I feel like they made good. I feel like they made good on dropping the points. All I had to do was a blitz rotation and you got everything that you should have received with the updated milestones. But that's week one. Week two is getting ready to begin this next week, actually starting on the 14th. And we've got a lot of things that are happening all at once. Nick, what's the first thing that's happening this next week? So we actually have two dual events. One is actually going to be a meta event. And then we have what's called the strike salute. So that one is a, it seems to be kind of their nice little freebie. Thank you for the end of the year where it's, you know, it's not crazy. You're probably going to max up the milestones pretty easily, but it has some good stuff in it. It's got a couple of spider weaver shards, Icarus, Cersei, I think a little bit of Kestrel. Yeah. I mean, there's even distributions of Kestrel, Deathpool, spider weaver, and then you get extra shards of Icarus and Cersei. Yeah, I can't complain about that. Those are all premium characters. Oh, I feel like Nick is frozen up right now. We'll con- we'll, we'll keep it going though while while that's happening. Anyways, <laughs> oh here he is. He's back. All right, you we've back? got so so the biggest thing. Hey guys, if you are if you're trying to play these things and trying to build up, you want to be holding some energy. Hold some campaign energy. Campaign energy specifically, um, or be very careful about where you spend it. Because hey, right now. 
we're in the middle of Contagion Core, which requires you to spend campaign energy to get shards of orbs. Uh, and then we have another event that's going to require campaign energy. But uh, just looking at the math for it, like it's not a whole lot of energy. And then we get additional points for milestone stuff by doing things on the web store. So we there. I think they're being a little nice with us. But it's still just, hey, be ready, be prepared. Oh, I, I definitely think it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde moment, though, because when you look at the commander's cash event. <laughs> yes. I mean, because you got the night, you got the nice side of here are all these fun little shards. This will help you. I honestly don't see how it's going to be terribly, terribly difficult to meet these milestones, right? Especially given what Commander's Cash is going to ask you to do. Oh yes, it is asking quite a bit. So there is the Ancient Claw Necklace in there as well. It's got the basic Vibranium meteorites that are part of the event, and the typical things we get a five star Okoye. That's pretty nice. So she's gotten a boost from the War Dogs team um, and some of her shards, which I, there are a lot of people who have her pretty well high up. So for the folks who really advanced this event, I'm not sure that's really helping anything. Mm-hmm. But essentially, you ha- even if you do the bare minimum of, on the event, so we're, basically it's, it's not too much. You basically make $19 million on a standard rotation diet of 10 war battles over three wars, 200 cores a day and spending 2.275 million gold a day puts you at 19 million. Well, you need 19.5. That's where where the event item is now for. So for where someone like I am, typically when I see war event, my math then goes 12 war battles because you have enough time between the wars to make Mm -hmm. up the, the, energy refills for war 12 is a good number unless we're talking about um the the alliance war milestone that was the collect war credits that one i usually went 13 battles but 12 war battles um if you're in the middle of this isolate coordinated assault event which also gives progression towards the black panther first panther event the the meta event um then you're probably going to hit a point where you're going to start spending on average about 300 cores a day uh, that puts it down to only needing to spend, I think it's like 12 million gold, um, about 12, 12 so million gold. And that is that's also not counting any sort of additional milestone progress that they've mentioned in the scoring guide for this. Uh, I don't know how that's going to get added in. They're not mentioning anything related to that. They may have it as part of like a free claim Friday deal thing uh, or not free claim Friday. The the daily free claims they've got on the web store. Um but so basically for, for people that are holding on to star upgrades that are wanting to work on really specific characters and have been kind of holding off because they don't want to bust all their gold out. This is kind of a time to do it because it saves you a lot more work in other avenues of the game. If you spend a lot more gold, you don't have to spend as many power cores. If you do a lot more war battles, you may not have to spend as much gold or power cores. The, the, the triangle is there. And you pick and choose how far into each corner you got to go. Absolutely. And they also dangled out a leaderboard for a potential seven star, seven red star Black Panther, one million BC. But here's the caveat. Only 10 people get it. (laughs) Oh, ain't that a kick in the pants? No one listening to this right now is going to be anywhere near that. Uh, For for reference, on most of these leaderboard events, I'm usually in the bottom rung. Mm -hmm. Or or I'm like, 
Yeah, like I, lucky to get it outside of seventy five percent. Like, let's see here. Like the bottom, the bottom tier gets you five hundred elite four credits. Where I will probably end up, not the bottom rung. I'm usually what is this? That twenty five to fifty. That twenty, that ten to twenty five percent is where I end up landing. It's either ten to twenty five, or it's the one right below that, the twenty five to fifty. I'm usually somewhere in that area on these leaderboard of style events, and that's with me doing the the kind of the heavy amount of of investment and and play for this. I, I don't. There's very few times where I've had to spend on an event as far as the progression is concerned. Um, usually I, I tend to keep on top of these really well, um, but this we also have to be fair. Like we're, we're in now what the fourth or fifth month of these kind of style events and people are getting tired. They're getting so oh, tired of this. Well, it's also like why even like advertise the seven star? Like only the most mega kraken of mega krakens. Someone like Tadano Mac is going to be able to even right. touch that milestone. It's like, it's there's insane. There's no content creator that's going to hit that. Is I mean, you're, you not even Reminex. Like, no, no. Rem went free play or, or almost. Mobile won't even hit it. Be, no, he won't even get close. And he spends like four hundred dollars a month on this game. Yeah, is the character worth it? No. Uh, honestly, know, no. Know that much about him, really. Unless well, you have him at because it's, it's the principle of unused red stars. What's the point of unused red stars? Is they don't do anything for you unless they're activated with yellow stars. So unless you're already going to spend like three grand to take him to seven yellow stars, why would you bother? Mm-hmm. I might go get a loan. So basically, Tadano Mac is going to be the only person who's actually going to use this. <laughs> Or someone, you know, from the former Pants of Hulk. You know, the top, you're, you're talking tip of the tip of the spear. Like, they're the guys at the very end of the pointy end. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, if you if they were handing it out to more percent of the players, like, there's not even a chance at a five red star outside of one percent. So, the, the leaderboard's a crack and snack. Yeah, absolutely. It's really what it is. It's crack and snack incentives. Because they're daily spending on cores is going to more than meet that requirement, mm-hmm. which is fine. Hey, look, being an aquatic creature is an acceptable profession. <laughs> I, I, so so <laughs> I, I don't know. Again, like I said, I don't, I don't spend on these typically. And honestly, nowadays it's, it's honestly not nearly as much as it used to be. The, yeah. the biggest thing I do is, and this is from the, the lens of someone who has spent in the game. If a character is super stupid, important, and the way that you're getting that character is going to be balls to the wall, difficult to do that. That's a couple of check marks for me. That's like, all right, fine. Screw it. Hit the button. Um, now, so like dark beast, when dark beast comes to the game, that is a consideration I'm going to be making because he's part of a raid team and raid teams are stupid. Important in this game. Yeah. Like you want your raid teams built up, especially for the mutant notes. Yes. Like a skilled, a raid skill team, to finish Secret Avengers or a mutant raid team for those of us who do Doom 3, like it's it's a crapshoot, even with yeah. the best team for astonishing X-Men. Like mine are just absolutely insane mm-hmm. and they still uh, just can't. Yeah. Like I'm at I'm at three we do 3.0, and it's just like, okay, we are like <laughs> I don't do the mutant nodes because I, I actually prefer the skill side, even though you can get one shot by Morbius. 
Um, it, it's it's I still insane. Flipped. We're doing 3.1, and I flipped over to the skill side just to see where I sit because my mystic handles it. But it, once you get in the mutant node, you just get absolutely torn up. Yeah. Where we end up basically just doing two out of the three lanes just so that we can clear it to get to the skill nodes. Mm-hmm. Because uh, like we have these great tech teams, we just can't use them. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love using my tech team about every day. Hey, Kyle, uh, how how are you feeling about um this this upcoming event, war spending campaign, uh, war spending stuff like that? Um, I just play the game like I do usual. <laughs> like I know that sounds really boring, but um, this goes for all the big events. I just look to see, okay, what am I working towards, and I just do my right. best. Right? right. I don't stress out about it or worry about getting in there because. You know, I say this all the time, but this game, if I can just unlock a character, that's all I want to do. I just want to unlock the newest character, gear it up as much as I can and use him somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it'll come a bit. And as a, a longtime free to play player in all kinds of games, I just expect not to have a new character for at least two to three months. So, um, you know, so like it's it's fun to be part of. The, I just don't stress. I just do what I do every day and check to see, okay, I need to get, I need to spend campaign energy. Okay. I yep. need to do war attacks. Okay. Um, and do my best. That's all I can do. And we did have a couple more items on the blog post here. Um, our next blitz is uncanny X-Men, uh, quick rumble. Relatively easy. Really good. If you're, oh, if, yeah, it's, if you're a later player, this is not a hard one to do. Uh, yeah, there's so many characters with that tag. Yeah. So that's going to be super easy. Plus there's a bunch of vibranium meteorites in it. Mm-hmm. So get your free stuff. Oh, Hey, but what about this uh, villains hard yes. nodes? That is so the villain ooh. hard nodes are coming out for chapters one and two to get you some teal gear. And we are getting shard locations for Cersei cloak, Kitty pride Bishop and Sharon Carter. I think it alleviates a lot of pressure on a lot of the other stores for those of us who are still not have it, don't have the max and well, need to a, farm some teal gear. Yeah. I need a lot of those. Yeah. I mean, I only need one of them, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so for me, I've got a, I've got a six star Cersei. And so I'll be farming the Cersei node until she is seven stars. Now this does leave out the thing of the fact that, Hey, Icarus is, is still not, farmable outside of his premium orbs and that's still kind of a kick in the pants if you're anyone that doesn't even have them unlocked um but he's it, been dropping pretty well out of the premiums like i've had no problem getting him to drop and if you guys don't have icarus this man is insane eternals are so stars. stupid good it, you know run don't walk take him as high as you possibly yep. can because they just they have so much inherent value in every game mode mm-hmm it, so, it's, it's ridiculous They when they came out they changed the entire landscape of the game and they still have holding power they lost a little bit when Darkhold originally came out but they've they've regained some of their ground um because of spider weaver in 2099 uh there, there's some arena meta stuff you can do with that and even though i don't play into the arena meta all the time it's still fun to see like oh hey these characters that i maxed out for dark dimension 5 i'm still using often a lot of times I still use them for the mystic raid nodes. Uh, they're still great for that, even though we have a meta team and Darkhold that we have to use. So it's all good. Now they've been doing this uh, kind of moving on from the, the nodes. Um, we do have this free claim Friday that they've been talking about the last little bit. 
And I don't know how to feel about this one. It's only five shards of Nakia. <laughs> That's well, it? just five shards? I'm, I'm wondering if this is the... Well, I mean, it's to promote Wakanda forever, which is good. They get cro- good cross-promotion. Let them, you know, push forward what the mouse wants them to push forward. Right. Like, I get that. that that's a nice, well, because of what's coming for her campaign event. This is true. Okay. With war dogs being required, those of us like me, who's Wakandans sit on the bench, it's going to be ugly. <laughs> I, I this, in, in, you know, in a few weeks time, when we have our next show, I, I fully expect us to be talking about, I'm sure what will probably be a full train wreck. Because is when they made that blog adjustment, you just, everyone turned their head and went, "Wait, what? What did they just say?" Yeah. So, so they made it for for reference uh, for anyone that doesn't know. We have, and we're gonna get ready to go to break here in a second as well after this. But just the last piece for this, uh, understand uh, for Nakia's hard mode difficulty, the third tier, they need war dogs. There are five war dogs in the game: Black Panther, Shuri, Okoye. Nakia and Black Panther 1 million BC, baby. So two characters that are being released at the time are required for the event. I I wonder if they're going to stick enough shards to unlock her in the secondary tier. With the free shards might get you over the line or you may have to buy like one or maybe, maybe. But kind of like what they did for Zim. mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, they want you to core enough to get mm-hmm. there. So, hey, Kyle, any any of the last thoughts? We're going to break. No, sir. You guys did a great job. All right. Awesome. Hey, guys, coming up, we've got our first interview of the first episode. Hey, hey, hey Nick, who, who do we got this time around? We got Mr. Gigabachi. We got Gigabachi. Hey. All right. Good friend of the channel. Also, hey, during the break, Thaddeus, good old Thad, is going to be giving us a little bit of story time. He's going to open the dark hold. And tell us a little bit about Morgan LeFay. Guys, seriously, we, we are excited for what's coming up next. Tune in. We'll be right back. Padawans, and welcome to the first ever story time with Uncle Thad for the Escape Podcast for Kids, Marvel Strike Force Edition. This segment of the show will highlight one of the new characters coming to Marvel Strike Force or an existing character that's been in the game for some time. I'll go over the character's backstory and then see how the kit lines up with that backstory. Since I only have a few minutes to tell a character's entire story, each character's events will be somewhat condensed. Today, we're going to start with a powerful sorceress from the days of yore. This mistress of the magical arts will be an important character moving forward in Strike Force, and you're going to want to know more about her. So with that, let's take a look at our first ever character, Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay was a dark sorceress who's been around for quite some time. Originally from the island of Avalon, one of the surviving islands after the destruction that befell Atlantis, Morgan Le Fay was the daughter of Igraine, a sea priestess and princess, and a local man from one of the sacred clans. 
as such, she was a part human and part fey. Her human nature helped her to fit into the natural world, while her fey heritage gave her the gift of immortality. As was the custom of the time, Morgan was taken to the, the Great Sun Temple on the island of Ruta. On the isle, she would be trained in the ways of magic, mystical arts, and Celtic folk dancing. But during her time there, a young priest was warned of the Isles of Rutas and all of Atlantis's impending disaster. As they say, pre-warned is pre-armed. So this priest escaped the island's fate with Morgan and her mother. The trio ended up in Britain. Merlin, this young priest that I mentioned earlier, needed a job. While on the hunt for employment, he stumbled upon the abandoned ruins of Stonehenge. He assumed since the original architects, the aliens, weren't using it anymore, he could. The young priest quickly established a druidic worship service at the monument, which met three times during the week and twice on Saturday. Once he gained a name for himself, Merlin later arranged a marriage between Igrin and Gorlios, Duke of Tentagal. But the marriage was short-lived as Gorlois was brutally dethroned by Uthar Pendragon. Like, brutally. And a little bit xenophobically. Imagine, like, the worst thing you can think of, then have Pendragon throw some, like, anti-face slurs. It was pretty bad. But Pendragon put aside his dislike for the Fey folk, and he would go on to marry Morgan's mother. Some people say that he had grown wise and, you know, put aside his foolish xenophobia. Others say he married Morgan's mother simply to gain the loyalty of her subjects. In reality, Uther Pendragon married Egrin, Sea Princess, because she was a smoking hot smoke show, full of smoke and hotness. But together, the two would have a son, Arthur Pendragon, future king and ruler of Camelot. Now, this marriage and the siring of the future king did not sit well with Morgan, and she did what all half-sisters try to do at one point or another. She tried to kill her half-brother. It just, it was just natural. But as time went on, everyone got older, except for Morgan. I mean, she was immortal after all, so like she aged, but she didn't age. But as she watched her younger brother grow into the king he was meant to be, she didn't like it. Not one bit. Arthur liked to do a lot of heavy drinking. Well, heavy drinking and heavy hounding. In fact, the whole Knights of the Round Table concept came about because one night during an evening of debauchery with the boys, Arthur slipped and he hit his head on the edge of the table, causing him to lose his memory and begin a short-lived life as a fool's apprentice. Now, the knights of the round table, you know, the knights, his knights at the time, they, they thought it was hilarious. So they didn't correct him or anything. It was during this fugue state that he would sire a child. They would eventually try and kill him. Again, like many children did to their fathers back in the time. It was in vogue. But when Arthur eventually came to, he vowed then and there that all future tables must be made round. And anyone caught making a square table would be tried and hanged as a witch. In an attempt to square things with his queen, Arthur converted all of Britain to Christianity because nothing says I'm sorry for fathering a bastard child while in a fugue state like converting an entire nation to a new religion. But this was the last straw for Morgan Le Fay. As an Atlantean, 
She worshipped Cuthon, elder god of Earth and good friend and college roommate to Cthulhu. Morgan joined forces with Arthur's bastard son, Mordred, and tried time and time again to overthrow Arthur and destroy Camelot. But Merlin was alerted to this unholy union and was able to thwart each of the attempts by sending the Black Knight to watch over the king. This Black Knight rescued the king from being kidnapped, broke a poison jousting spear meant for Arthur, and even spoiled a plot involving lions and gypsies. But that wasn't as heroic as the others because the Black Knight just gave the gypsies more money and Mordred and Morgana just kind of, their whole plot fell apart. It was, it was a whole thing. But Morgan wasn't done trying to destroy her half-brother. After repeated attempts to destroy Arthur, Morgan Le Fay would resort to one of the most powerful forms of magic known to all of mankind, delegation, getting someone else to do it. She wasn't having success with destroying Arthur on her own, so this powerful sorceress turned to the magical book of spells, the Darkhold, and attempted to summon Cthon himself. But what Lefay didn't know, what she couldn't ha possibly have known, was that Cthon had been out all night the evening before drinking with his buddy Cthulhu and set, and had this wicked hangover. So when Lefay cast the spell, Cthon was having none of it, and showed the sorceress that he was far too powerful for her to use as a minion. Unable to control him, but now unable to banish him, Morgan and her squad of cronies were able to bind Cthon's spirit to the Wundagore Mountains, where he would be forced to live out his eternities with no Wi-Fi and only fermented goat milk to drink. Now, there are a lot of other stories to go into, but time nor imagination will let me tell them all. So let's take a look at Morgan Le Fay's kit in Marvel Strike Force and see just how well her kit holds up. Morgan Le Fay is a mystic villain controller, former pupil of Merlin, and is a dominating sorceress to you that uses her abilities to manipulate the past and the present. Her ability Soul Siphon deals damage to her main target and excludes Taunt, which is pretty much like how she dealt with Arthur. Even though she was never able to actually kill him, she hurt him. Like, plenty of times she hurt him. Her ability Time Warp is not something that I was able to really cover in the section above. Morgan eventually found herself trapped in a tower, unable to leave. It was like having COVID, but instead of being quarantined, she had pissed a lot of people off and they trapped her in a tower. One of the main things she did during this time of isolation was Astral Project. It was like her version of binge-watching Netflix. Morgan's re ability Reality Break is actually a reference to the time that she was dragged into playing an epic game of Dungeons and Dragons with the Professor's clone, and her imagination unit got trapped inside of her own realm of fantasy. It was... wait, hold on. Never mind. That was an episode of Futurama. Her final ability, Fae Queen, is simply a reference to the fact that she's descendant of the Fairy Queens. Well, that's it for me, folks. Join us again in two weeks for another episode of Storytime with Uncle Thad, Marvel Strike Force Edition. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service.
The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Pod Castaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy Offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel any time, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Pod Castaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention. attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. We are receiving an attention. We are receiving an transmission. We are receiving an attention. We are receiving an transmission. We are getting some feedback. What's up, guys? We are back and we have our very good friend of the channel, longtime friend. He used to be on the Tepsi for a while back in the day. And anyway, yeah, Mr. Jigabachi, the most beautiful man on Twitch, coolest guy I've ever seen. Uh, how you doing, brother? Good to have you, my friend. <laughs> no, just the most well lit on Twitch, because this is like very different than normal. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, also, back when I first was on Tepsi, uh, Paul said I had the second best hair, but you were first. So well, we both to, have the best to be hair. quite honest, you are fighting against a man that that is always doing something with his hair jig uh, every time i see you your hair is a different color or a different gradient of color so this well, is this is interesting this time around the the fabulous phoenix so it's pink Beautiful. gold and black mohawk <laughs> I don't Make know. a man blush, my friend. <laughs> um, All anyways, right. Let's get on with the <laughs> uh, Marvel Strike Force talk here. What, what do you guys got? What do, we, what do we want to talk about? Uh, first of all, Jig, um, you used to play Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That's how most of us know you around here. Um, you quit. What did you say? Before Datacrons, about how long ago was it? Um, I stopped streaming Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes in December of last year, so it's coming up on a year. And then um, I played like socially in the, I have a, I, the guild that I was in. I really, really like those people. Mm-hmm. I really, really love those people. And I think I played through, um, I think I played until I, I stopped in February and then sat out all of February. I, they um, tabbed me back in to do light side geo. Cause that's the one thing in star Wars I really liked right so then i came back in march to do lights igo and at the end of it i i basically said i'm going to go ahead and take an un a, a per, semi-permanent hiatus i've mm-hmm. never come back right and you shouldn't 
<laughs> just, just keep stay where you are. Yeah, because uh, we're all suffering. You were the smart, like you got out before the hell started coming in. So, mm-hmm. um, so what what have you been doing, and how did you end up playing Marvel Strike Force? Like, what was kind of the the conversion from Swaga into MSF? Because I know you didn't go right into it. So, no, actually, I started. I actually started playing Marvel right at when it launched. So, oh, okay, but okay, um, I. For whatever reason, I just, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I have like a, and I'm going to go, this is going to sound really esoteric, but I have a policy about games where it's like one PC game, one mobile game. There is no more because when you end up playing multiple games on multiple different formats, then you find yourself like, oh, well, I'm going to go do three Marvel Snap games and then Marvel Strike Force and then. And then Swigga, and then you find yourself doing that stuff and you kind of like lose focus. Mm-hmm. And to yep. me, it's like, I would much rather just be like, yo, we're doing the only mobile game I'm playing is MSF. That's cool. So when I left Star Wars, I pretty much was back in, uh, there's an alliance that I'm pretty much welcome to come back to whenever I want. They're friends, like real life friends. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, a, a very, very small alliance. And I think I finally started to kind of decide that I wanted to push it a little bit. And that was about two months ago. Okay. And I got moved into a, a so, okay. And that's that in mind. Oh, 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 sorry, Seth, go ahead. Bro. Well, with that in mind, are you an aquatic creature then in terms of the spending and what's your total collection power looking like? Um, my total collection power is 10 million, 10, 10. 10 million. 10 million. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. My policy about money is very, very simple. This is a hobby. You are allowed to spend money on hobbies. If you want something, you should be allowed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, if sir. You can financially afford to do so. Um, in total, I think I have 400 over the last five years. Okay. That's I pretty think. not bad. That's, that's yeah. pretty low. Yeah. That's not much. Um, not as much as Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. <laughs> Dang. I was, was six twenty, and much yeah. more value in this game too. So, uh, did you? So we were talking about the the forty k orb. Did you buy that? The all the mini unique pack that was twenty bucks. Is that uh, a no, question you're seriously going to ask me? Yeah, of course he bought it. Okay, <laughs> Jig, Jig and I are both. We're, 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 so so Jig, I I hold about the same ideas. It's a hobby for me as well. I like my hobby. I want to enjoy my hobby, but I, again, I mentioned my criteria a little bit earlier. Are they characters that are going to be super important? Is the way that you're getting those characters ridiculously stupid to do? If so, yes. But otherwise, it's like, eh, I, don't, I don't need to, but I, I do. I do like the it's a hobby. I want to enjoy my hobby kind of methodology to spending. And that's, and that's a very good and fair way to go about it because, hey, it, it's how we find enjoyment. Well, yes, I mean, sir. People spend money on cars. There's dudes out there that are every night they're, you know, oh, I'm going to do this, put wheels on my car, big stereo. There, <laughs> there are guys out there that are gambling on sports. There, yep. uh, there, there are guys out there at the bar every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, girls, guys, whatever. <laughs> Everything is to be done to a person that wants to do it if they want to do so. If it's a game, if it's a beer, if it's a car, what difference does it make? Right. This is the things that we chose to do so. I mean, in this last 
six months, I made sure I had the Bionic Avengers team. Um, that Hulkbuster, me- man. How can you say no to Hulkbuster? No, dude, it's dude, it's Deathlock, dude. But uh, oh, Deathlock. yeah, oh, Deathlock is the fun one. Yeah, he's the fun one. But I mean, it's like that's the choice, right? We we choose to do the things that we want to do. So if people spend a lot of money, I don't care. There's a mm-hmm. guy in my alliance that spends ten grand a month. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh, he's gonna get those seven stars. That's it. Oh, oh, I just felt a heart attack happen there. Oh, oh God. Just imagine how much Wait, money. He spent $120,000 a year in Marvel Strike Force. Uh, if his messages in Discord are truthful and he has never said anything to me that didn't seem to be truthful, I mean, whatever. If I had the money to do it, then, I would probably do it. Heck yeah. Um, maybe he's multiple income, man. I don't. Maybe he's. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, <laughs> he's an OnlyFans model. I don't. Know. <laughs> maybe he's shorting Bitcoin or something. Who knows? I don't know. But if it makes it happy, that's all that matters. Though. I just know that he's in my raid lane, and that's nice. Hey, I, so, hey, you you mentioned Bionic Avengers. Uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about the new new toys that have come out the last little bit. What are what are some of your what are, what are the things you're doing with the new stuff that's come out lately? So you we've had. Uh, all of the horsemen teams, the Bionic Avengers, um, all the stuff that's required for those horsemen. So, what are what are you doing right now as far as like building up your roster? What are the things you're playing with? Okay, well th- that in, that is an that is a question that is going to give a little bit of a longer answer because I have to let you know where I am in the game yep. and what I'm doing because that influences what I'm prioritizing. Right. So I'm 10 million. I am days away from starting Dark, Dark Dimension 5. Okay. Days. I mean, nice. I'm literally waiting on one unique. Oh, you're right on the door. You're, you're right the at door. the doorstep. Oh, dude, that is awesome. And I've got three, yeah. three cities done. To, for the, and then, I'm, unfortunately, Red Hulk was one of the first G16s I had. So I have Cloak, Dagger, Red Hulk... <laughs> this is going to be when you understand my planning, you'll get this. I have a, a G16 7 Red Star Psylocke. All in, man. Okay. I, I, Psylocke is now required. So, did you know that she was going to be valuable for Death Seed, or did that just happen beforehand? And you- 7 Red was, a, was an orb pickup. Nice. A year ago. I mean, I had a seven red squirrel girl, and and you bet your hind in. I brought her up to G sixteen for Dark Dimension I, Five. Why would you not? I mean, exactly. Yeah, it's some things happen, and then they just they're like happy accidents. So when she got included on the Death Sea team, I was literally like, yes. Another so, happy accident was a seven red She Hulk. I have a six red She Hulk, and she's she on my slaps. It's the, so good. Dude, I can't get the what Gravi- is it? The Gravitonium? The, no, not the Gravitonium. It's the the unique, the the like plus sign, the green plus sign. Oh, the gamma radiation. No, it's the She's, Oh, the, the health catalysts. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. She requires like two hundred and fifty or something ridiculous. My kingdom for some health catalysts. She she yeah. is a lot. But it's it's fine. So, anyways, I'm I'm doing Dark Dimension. I'm getting ready to start it. So I'm in Doom Two. Oh man! Oh, a Doom uh, Two roster is so much different than a Doom Three. 
It, it feels different, even though they're the same requirements. It's uh, and same team. So we're we're kind of like trying to get to the point where we can say pull the trigger on Doom three for people. Mm-hmm. So I'm on. I'm doing Doom two, getting ready for Doom th- Doom three, and then I'm starting my Dark Dimension. So that kind of breaks down what I'm planning for. Right for all of dark dimension five. And I don't know if this is going to be successful or not. I'm doing pure horsemen. That hurt. That starts to hurt at cosmic, but everything else is like, it is coming up, coming up solid to do every other thing for horsemen. So for city, I have, it's just she Hulk because she's the only one that qualifies for horsemen. And so she's the mandatory city cloak and dagger because they're, sensational together love him yeah and then um what's my other one? Oh, i'm doing uh shang chi because he's the best character he's so good i took him to 16 after my first run and the like you you do the dude's kick where it does extra damage for the number of buffs and and you do that on top of having a high red star for him and g16 and it's he'll, just he'll one shot teams he by just himself. Kicks. It's just gone. It's I, I, I just I, I joke to myself as oh I'm just gonna have Shang Chi just go kick people to death. That's that's really what we're doing. Exactly. <laughs> he just walks in and just starts you know doing the John Wick routine. Yeah, and then my fifth is um the Colleen Colleen Wing. Oh okay. yeah, and keeps your H4H pretty good. Well, I kept this is going to sound crazy because everybody when they do. They usually overload the skill in global, right? Yep. I am not. I am taking no skill in global. My global is, and this is where things get wonky: Gambit, Psylocke, Wolverine, Brawn, and Hulk. Whoa! I, you have to stream that. <laughs> I have to see that. You got to stream that. Woo! So you're going to spend fifty million years in those nodes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, I here's mean, the nice okay. thing. Mine's very similar to that. Mine's like Captain Sam with Hulk and Gambit so far. Here, here's the nice thing is that, you know, you're not as long as you're doing damage and you're reducing health bars. That's the biggest thing. Now, when you get to the point where you're fighting a lot of squirrel girls, then you start to worry a little bit or two Shuri's in a node, because that's where I am right now. in My second run in global is that there's two Shuri's and daggone it. Miss Marvel keeps reflex taunting and keeping me from killing them. Oh, Hulk punch, dude. It's uh, not an issue. <laughs> or um, even better, the return of double iron fist. <laughs> oh, yeah, God. I'm not worried about it. I mean, it, here's the thing about it. It's not a race. Exactly. I mean, it, because yeah. if something else gets added into that matrix <clears throat> that I can put in there that that makes sense between then and now i will but i have to have all the horsemen at g16 anyways mm-hmm. you could put in spider weaver she's Just required spider weaver is required yeah g16 for a horseman no she's not she so she's in the fifth though. category so there's five there's four horseman teams and then there's additional characters she's in the additional characters bucket i didn't well, know i mean i could That's- I could theoretically add her. I don't have a problem with it. She's mystic though, right? She is mystic, but she's cheaper on the mystic side. She's like a 36 tune as far as the costs are concerned. So, and plus the fact that she's she... younger than that. <laughs> that I... got it, Jiggy! <laughs> for, what for... it comes down to is have fun though. That's why I tell people like, should I do this? Should I do that? Do what's gonna, fun for you. I, you know? I'm doing the, I'm doing the 
the, the way that I'm doing it, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's going to be suboptimal. I don't care. Have fun. Have fun <laughs> with exactly, it. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, I'll add Sam later. I mean, I'll do Maria, Sam, and Sharon. You know, I'm in no rush. Yep. Um, as far as as far as like so you so, so you're set in uh Doom Two. Um, as far as like your war stuff, how's war going for you? Because like I, I would imagine with war Doom Two rosters tend to be there. There may not be as much in the war category. It depends. It really depends on where people are at, especially if they're starting at smaller GPS or TCPs. Um. Well, I'm the baby. And when I mean the baby in my alliance, everybody in the alliance except for me is 17 million and up. <laughs> so I'm almost half of the lowest person. Oh my gosh. I you're um, you're half you're half of mine, which is whew. Yeah, but I mean, I I I get stuff done. Heck you know yeah. I, mean? I am not the basement dweller on any of the raids. I'm not the basement dweller in war. I mean, there's plenty of teams for me to attack. Am I going to be able to attack the 1.2 million Darkhold teams that we saw today? No. <laughs> but it was not quite as enjoyable as the 1.3 million uh, Gamma team that was on defense today. 1.3 million. Have you, have you been wow. playing with Zim, with Zombie Iron Man? Uh, I have not, no. Oh. I have list of stuff to do right now. Did okay. you unlock him? Okay. Awesome. Um, so, the are only you character I'm missing from the list? In the, is the Mister Negative? But I guess there was no event for that. They haven't yeah. done one yet for him. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. I'm that's not worried. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'll get there. You know. Um. So, is there any future characters you're excited about? You know, trying to unlock. Are you excited about War Dogs or anything like that? <sighs> I, the War Dogs. I. It, it doesn't. It. That team. Although that I'm sure it's great. So. I like to have characters that have multi, like multi taps. Yep. So like Black Panther, when they did Cosmic Crucible and now War, boy, if Shuri, Black Panther, and Okoye didn't become the most important characters for flexing because they're triple tapped, because they're War, they're Cosmic Crucible. So I like characters like that, where they have like lots of different things, lots Mm -hmm. of plug and play. So like Hulk. You know, you guys were laughing like Hulk not being on the global. Well, guess what? Hulk is tagged for like everything. So he's, you know what I mean? Why would you not do it? Because, you know, wave one Avengers. Okay. You know, gamma. Okay. You know, Avengers. Okay. It's like, there's so many things that he gets tagged with. It's so those characters transition really well. And I actually feel like those three, the core of that Wakandan team, Mm -hmm. which is Shuri, Black Panther and Okoye are probably that type of character, and I'll get to there eventually. Can I do that right now? No, but I'm close. Shuri's one of my legendaries for my GD5, so she's really she, good for that. She's going to be one of the G16, so it's the Four Horsemen plus Shuri. That's what I'm. Gonna I, do. I use Shuri as part of my legendary team with two Horsemen, Omega Red and. Who is my fifth? Gosh, this has been a hot man. It was Jubilee, but now it'd be like Red Hulk and it'll assume be Archangel. And no, oh, oh, dude, she's so good. She's so yeah. good. Well, that's I mean, for me. It's going to be the four horsemen plus Shuri. I mean, that's I have two, three of them already at G16. So she's just going to be the fifth. So mm-hmm. that's fine. And she's tech. So it's super cheap. 
Is Archangel someone you're excited about? Did you care about him in the comics or anything? Because I'm a huge Archangel fan. I love that. My favorite character is already in the game. She's been in the game for a couple of years now. Jubilee. Psylocke. Oh, Jubilee. Oh. You told me before. I couldn't remember what it was. Oh, hold, hold on. Let me, th- let me see if I can pin down Jiggy. Jiggy, do you have her Year of the Dragon skin? Negative. Oh. Of I all did. the people I think that would be rocking that skin on her, it would be Jiggy. Because like it sure the, as heck ain't me. I like the pink sunglasses. Like, <laughs> this is true. This is true. I loved her in the 90s cartoon. She was silly. She was fun. Uh-huh. She, Such everybody thought she was annoying. I thought she was great. It right, stuck no. with me. Uh, let's uh, actually, Nick, do you have any other questions? I got one last question to round us out. No, I, I think that really well kind of covered it. Actually, since you're working on your horsemen, have you done any of the sagas or how are you doing on scourges? Um, I, the only one that I was able to, so what is it? Difficulty five. That's where you can, it's where you start requiring the actual characters. Yes. Okay. So I, I, I have never even done difficulty five for, um, MILF. So I have to do it at difficulty four. Oh man. I can do difficulty four on MILF with every single one of the things selected. So okay. I, I, beat it, I beat difficulty good. four at 560 K with that. Cause I add every single one of the, the, what are they called? It's the, the scourges. Every, yeah. I add every single one. So I line the whole thing and then I beat it that way. Oh my gosh. And that's what I do for MILF. Um, and then the second one is young Avengers, correct? Yes. Yep. I have a 500 K young Avengers team. So that clears it easily. Um, the third one is as guardians that was as guardians wave yeah. one ravagers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing that one with, uh, the as guardian, but the hero as guardians one was stupid easy. Mm-hmm. Like as compared to the young Avengers one, the young Avengers one was challenging. Like you had actually had to think and go, okay, I need to kill him first. I need to, yeah. I need to CC this person. I need to get the blind here with the, young, the hero as guardians. You could basically play with your face. Mm-hmm. Thor go bonk. <laughs> <laughs> and then my uh I expect to have a pretty easy time with Bionic Avengers because my Bionic Avengers is 760k. Oh there yeah. you go. Right. Right. Nice. All right. That dummy thick going. Here is the last question we got for you before the we go into characters, dude. When you have two legacy characters, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, 230k Psylocke. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be so That's good. So cool. I got to see a pic of that, man. You got to DM it to me. All right. Here's the last question. Hey, hey, Jiggy, if you could put one other character, we already know your favorite characters are in the game. If you could have another character go into the game, who would that character be? Hey, Anyone. I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. The other, my other favorite character. And if, you know, I don't run, I wear a t-shirt with her on it all the time. I have like four. This is so stupid. I have like four t-shirts. I have four storm t-shirts. <laughs> It'd be really cool if storm was storm. Good. Was good. Class A mutant, dude. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's bubkiss. I mean, it, <laughs> it would be killer, man. If she was, you know what I mean? Like quality. Qual- uh, yeah. Like if, if she was like something real. So like when they were talking about that, there was going to be another mutant team to be the fourth horseman team. I was like in my brain, I was like, they're going dude, it'd be so cool. If, if storm was on that team and 
I mean, when I saw the Psylocke and Magneto, I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, bummer. It's not Storm. But mm-hmm. I mean, they gave us two legacy characters. That's better than nothing. So. Exactly. Exactly. That's why the Bionic Avengers is such a gimme is because it's two legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, Vision and Iron Man. I mean, most people have them already or at least, you know, started. She might get reworked, though. They're reworking all kinds of old old tunes and bringing them up i don't know how many more x-men teams we're gonna have but <laughs> i'm sure we're gonna have the at least future. three more there's more where that <laughs> came from hey jiggy tell us where you're at what you do and where, what we can expect to run your channel i am i am a full-time streamer i stream from pretty much 1 p.m central to whenever my wife gets home and says no more apex legends <laughs> um, <laughs> i know um, how that is I I pretty much I pretty much stream Apex Legends all the time, but I do sub in a lot of other different games. Like um, this next week, I'm going to be playing a turn-based um, uh, Dungeons and Dragons 5e game called Celasta, which is one of the mm-hmm. most incredible turn-based games. So I play a lot of different stuff. I played Alien Isolation during the last week of October. I do a lot of goofy stuff, but I play a lot of Apex Legends. There's no I'm not going to deny that. <laughs> yeah, I tuned in for some of your Celasta ones. That was a pretty good game to watch. Yeah. And what you die, you were playing one where if you die, you start over, right? It deletes the save when you die. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'm was pretty fun it watching on, you do that. I've, well, ex- not only have I played it, I've played it on the highest difficulty on that mode. And I've beat every campaign and everything in the game that way. By the way, if there's a difficulty setting, I will always put it on the highest to play through it that way. Oh, my gosh. I don't, oh, gosh. I've, I've never played i played i love cyberpunk it's one of my favorite games i've never played it on anything other than very hard i don't know what i don't even know what the other ones are when something says easy i look at it and i go i'm not easy are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not good enough to do anything on hard well mr jigabachi it was a pleasure to have you on man always good to see you love watching your streams and everything uh, and thank you for being our honorary first guest on the show man that's I right man I just love doing these talks together, man. You guys, I, I love doing it. I <laughs> love doing it when I was doing Star Wars. I love doing it now. Same here, man. It's always a pleasure. And you know, we'll have you back on again. At so, some point in time, for absolutely. sure. Get that TCP up, man. And we'll have you on. Oh, heck yeah. All right, guys. I, oh, sorry. Yep. I was about to say, I am the person to be f- afraid of in Marvel because I am disciplined and a very strategic nightmare for people i am the one you want to avoid <laughs> which is why i'm in i'm in i'm at 10 million and i am in gold two nice so well, i'm maybe actually I'll, not I'm, in the dregs i think uh, i'm in gold three so i might be seeing you soon you're in my tier <laughs> watch out for him <laughs> all right jiggy <laughs> okay guys we get a live stream out of it guys we got one more uh ad break to go and then we've got some patreon questions over on the helicarrier guys stick around jiggy thank you so much for joining us and we're gonna head over into some ads see you all in the break Padawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shittyville's Arena tracking box, after-show access, 
inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Dickie's house of Dickie, this is Dickie. Dickie, we have a problem. Oh, hey, what's up, Paul? Look, I'm not sure what's going on with your segment, but... It's affecting the whole show. You need to get control of this. Yeah, I know. We're having issues over here, too. Um, issues? Thaddeus is now addicted to the smell of chloroform. Bob is speaking in tongues. I walked into the cafeteria the other day, and Neil was drinking coffee. Coffee! Dicky. I asked if we were out of tea, and he said no. He wanted a cup of coffee. Ooh, that is pretty disturbing. So, what are we going to do about this? Well, I'm sorry. I really have no clue what's happening here. We're victims, too. And you have no clue who could be doing this. I mean, I have theories. I mean, surely we've met our fair share of scoundrels and homicidal droids over the past year. And, well, I hate to even mention this, but I had Yarmo run some tests on Noob and found a strange file that Yarmo said was just sitting there like it wanted to be found. Do not click on that. Think if we want to get to the bottom of this, we have to. It's called Hotobosks. Does that mean anything to you? Bosk? You think someone has sent Bosk after us? No, no, I don't think so. It's spelled B-O-S-X. Wait, so... H-O-T-O-B-O-S-K? No, 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 no. S-X. Eight letters. That's correct. Starts with an H. Uh-huh. Ends with an X. Oh, wait, I see where you're going with this. You think we have, like, a ghost in the machine type situation? Maybe, but didn't you also run into another version in the multiverse? Could you have opened a door you possibly shouldn't have? If it's him, we have to click. All right, well, I had Yarmo put on this USB key, so rather than fry my laptop, the noob, I guess. Uh, uh, it seems to be calling out. It's, now it's asking me, do we want to admit mysterious stalker to the call? Um, I guess. Here goes nothing. Remember, remember, the fifth of November, the Gungan treason and plot. I see no reason the Gungan treason should ever be forgot. The only verdict is grappling the governors. Grievous is gone. Gungan gunfire granted him guidance to the Great Gorge, yet glory is not granted to the Guardians. Grit, a gift granted to a grifter from a game from a generation gone. A guardian was given guise over a group, granting gate to gesture with gusto. A gambling gonk, grown from the genius of geeks, 
and not gems of the galaxy of gorge. Grains growing gainfully while ghosts of glory remain gilded in the ground. Our day will come. There is no death, only sacrifice. Uh, is that it? It's over? Well, that was pretty creepy. Well, that was not very nice. Wait, you're not a recording, so this is live? Um, no, this is a recording. Okay, whatever. What's with all this cryptic stuff, dude? If you have a beef, just come at it straight. I can't help you if I don't know what you want. Besides, the QR code that led you to the Lake City, the Gungan Treason... I know it's you, Jar Jar. Jar Jar... It's always Jar Jar with you people. He is the reason no one takes the Gungans seriously. We banished him, and he still haunts us. I mean seriously, we defeat the Separatists over and over again. They, three full squads, but we can't get a single one because of Jar Jar Binks. So, you're not Jar Jar? No. We have one of the coolest armies with giant boombas, glowing shields, catapults, foombas, flumbupsets, bombard shields. Not one single Gungan in the game. Yet we get a full team of weird flying bugs who did nothing but get slaughtered in battle. I defeated Grievous in battle. Oh, wait, you're that general guy. Oh, what's his name? Paul, help me out. Is it Goose? That's it, Goose Marbles. My name is a ruse. Ruse Tarples. I died one of the most heroic deaths in all of Star Wars, sacrificing myself to save the Naboo. And no one even remembers my name. The dum-dum who sat 20 feet away and watched it happen with a goofy expression on his face. Everyone remembers Jar Jar Binks. Look, man, I'll admit, you make a pretty solid case, and those boomers are really cool. But really, why us? What can we do for you, Goose? It's a ruse. Misa Watch, all these characters are coming to the game. Characters who are barely known. And no, still, not a single Gungan in this game. Misa be caring about these soldiers and wants to be seeing them. With respect to these deserving. But again, why us? Well, Misa seeing was a Uden for Hondo. And Misa think you saw help out the Gungans. <laughs> Count me out. I just got out of a long-term relationship with a cause I thought I'd never win, and I'd like to enjoy the spoils of that. Well, I'm not sure what power I really have here, but me and Noob do kind of need something new to do. I'll tell you what. If Noob and I agree to find out who decides what characters make it to the games and bring you to him, do you agree to stop messing with our ships? If you are helping the Gungans, Misa brings most grateful. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not setting off on another wild goose chase. Whoa, whoa, don't say goose, Noob. That kind of triggers them. Oh, and another thing. Did you think they're going to have an episode without me? Huh? My name is in the title. Of course not, Noob. Here you are. Yay! Uh-huh. I'm not getting out of this, am I? Nope. 
fine. Let's find out who picks the characters that get into the game. But this had better not lead us into another season finale showdown with Mickey Frickin' Mouse. I mean, whatever his name was. It's already been done. You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. I have no feedback. That's good. There we go. Okay, we're good. And we're back. I couldn't hear myself because I turned my headphones down. We are back with our last segment. Oh, man. Hey, guys, a little bit of like behind the curtain just discussion for a moment. Like almost made it without a mess up on the air flare. Oh, holy crap. Yes. Is that the voice of Paul speaking? We almost made it without a mess up. Pulling back the curtain just a second. Like, uh, like this is this is my first time doing anything like this. And I I have been sweating bullets the entire time trying not to mess up. And the moment we get to this part, I'm like, what? And I forget like, oh, I turned myself. I turned my headphone down. And that's all that happened here. All right, guys, we are at the last segment of the show. Patreon's questions. Nick, take it away and tell everyone what they can do during the course of this Absolutely. segment. Absolutely. So if you guys have channel points, they are redeemable for a thousand points. You just go under your channel point segment that says podcast for segment question and get your questions in. We do have some submissions from our Patreons and you can always subscribe to the skate podcast on the Patreon site through patreon.com um, where you can get ex- access to our discord where you can ask these questions in advance. Our uh, good friend Zaz has uh, five questions for us. So our first one is uh, top three superhero movies, any brand. Okay. Um, hmm. Kyle, you want to go first? Yeah. Uh, Infinity War, number one greatest superhero movie ever made. Uh, they're all Marvel. I'm not a big DC guy. Um, the Boys is a show, so I can't count that as a movie. Um, so, Infinity War, Civil War, um, Iron Man 1. I actually um, really liked the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, I also have kind of my go-tos with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Infinity War was just so epic, a masterpiece. Man. I, I, I got to give it to you. It's up there with Star Wars for me, man. I, mm-hmm. I wanna... Since to t- not take away, but from yours, so it's since that was shared. Um, Injustice, the short film from okay. DC, yeah, that was oh, really good. The animated okay. one, yeah, that's a good one. I, Claire, so, what about you, man? Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, actually, no, I've got it. All right, top three for me the first Captain America movie. I am a huge Captain America fan, and that was just Same. one of those. It, it it fit the character for me. It was it was just great. Loved it. Uh, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Oh my gosh, James Gunn. <laughs> as far as directing and everything, like you can tell a James Gunn movie, and mm. Guardians of the Galaxy is such the like was like the movie to get James Gunn for it. 
And it was so good. I love it. And I love what he's done with the second volume of it. Uh, my third one is Black Panther. And that's not just because Wakanda Forever is releasing the week we're recording this episode. <laughs> um, Black Panther for me was a movie that came out at a time where there, there's a whole lot of social commentary that's happening uh, around the time the movie came out. And I feel like the movie took its social commentary and did with it the the justice for a story, a quality story with that in mind that was good. It was a good story. So yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't say the same about Captain Marvel that I would about <laughs> Black Panther. They're two totally different beasts and they handle their subject matter so very differently. One is a master craft of storytelling and the other is a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> it also has to come down to the fact that Chadwick Boseman was a legendary actor. Yes. Yeah. Boseman yeah. was so good. Rest in peace. Yep. Also, speaking of rest in peace, uh, we want to shout out to uh, the voice actor who died uh, today. The Batman. I'm sorry. What was his name? <laughs> Kevin Conroy. It was Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy. who was Batman yeah. for the animated series. So, so Batman tasks. Um, yes. When RIP for for someone and for someone like me, like I grew up watching those episodes. I, I watched a lot of those episodes because you would see them on. It wasn't the it wasn't newly coming out as I was watching them, but still to grow up and watch the the Batman animated series and hear Kevin Conroy's voice, like that is an iconic Batman voice. Yeah. When you think of Absolutely. Batman, it is as far as the voice actors that is up there. And you also had Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, he was an absolute star yep. in bringing the hero genre, how we're talking today and helped escalate that popularity. He is one of those stepping stones to what we have today. Yep. Wakanda forever does not happen without Kevin Conroy. Absolutely. I'll bring it there. I'll go that far. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was trying right. to say, I was trying to connect the dots there. You're, right? you're like, he's he's like, he's like, where, well, how many chess moves did we just take here? The shoulders of giants. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got to do that. Yep. All right. Next question. Top three musical movies. This is, uh, I feel like I don't watch a whole lot of musical movies. Like well, it, movies that may also be musical. So you may have more than you think. Cause I've got three Anastasia. Okay. Because it's become a musical, Prince of Egypt. Yes, did a run in the West. It just finished a run in the West End, and Hairspray. Okay, John Travolta or Divine? <laughs> High voice of Paul. Actually, John Panetta. <laughs> That's the voice of God. <laughs> He's not Morgan Freeman. How about the top three music musicals I can't stand? Can we do that? <laughs> if you put Hamilton anywhere near there, we're going to have issues. No, I can't stand Grease or Footloose or all of any of the classics. And I've oh. watched them a million times with my family. Yeah, oh. uh, I'm not a musical guy, but I do like Pitch Perfect. So let's do all three Pitch Perfects. For me. Okay, so so to be fair, and this is also from an acapella nerd. Yes, yes. Pitch Perfect was good. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. The, I uh, love workaholics too. So I, I, I can throw in the Hamilton because uh, they they did a release of it on Disney Plus. Uh, I'm totally throwing it in because it was uh, it, it's Hamilton. Like you can't ignore it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Man, I don't have like an actual third movie that is not a, a sequel or anything like that though. Like that's that's how few of those I watch. Uh. Actually, no. Uh. 
It's an animated one. Sing. That was that was a good one. I like Sing. It's just one of those weird like, hey, when you're when, especially when you have to watch it with a bunch of kids, you, you want to have at least something you enjoy. Mm-hmm. The, the life and times of a guy that does youth and children's ministry stuff. It's just like I, I've never seen that. It's I actually good. a totally different interpretation. I thought they were movies that are musicals, not good. movies that happen to have musical runs. Oh gosh, Who that's what well, now I see where I've got my wires crossed. That, <laughs> that Let's just move on. <laughs> All right, about top musicals. three favorite Marvel villains. Ooh, Flair, what you got? Mm. All right, so uh, I love again. I love Black Panther, and one of besides its subject matter and storytelling, another thing I loved so much about it was Killmonger. Killmonger as a villain was written to be a good and proper sympathetic villain. You actually care about what he's doing this for. And yes, he's the bad guy, but he's doing it for reasons that are because of how he was born and raised. It wasn't just a, oh, you crossed the street in front of me. I'm going to commit world domination now. (laughs) Um. So so yeah, I've got Killmonger is definitely one of my favorites. Uh I, I like Thanos overall. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call him my favorite favorite. He's definitely up there. Um because he's he, he's just kind of this menacing threat to everything. Um and I think the other one that comes to mind for me is a uh, Vulture from uh the first Spider-Man movie. Uh Michael Keaton doing like like having just that menacing look and it's like oh hey like you're taking my daughter on a date you're taking her to homecoming uh i'm i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna murder you that whole that whole (laughs) sequence it's the sequence of of spite of of tom holland in the car with michael keaton Mm -hmm. having that conversation i'm like this is so good Mm -hmm. i love it no i agree was that your three that was my three three. that was my three seth me um, yeah, go for it. Doctor Doom, Doc Ock, and I didn't really even know much about Thanos until the MCU, but I got to put Thanos. I mean, mm-hmm. that's some of the gr- greatest cinematography or cinema I've ever seen. So that's my three. Um, I am gonna go with Venom <sighs> since he is a classic, take my heroic <laughs> villain. What did I think about that? Um. Okay, I interpret him as an anti-hero, anti-hero nowadays, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, but, I mean, thinking about it, like as a kid watching him, he was a villain, in the right? Spider-Man yeah. series, <laughs> yeah, the Spider-Man animated series. It's where I kind of draw from him. Mm-hmm. Um, Galactus, yes, sir. Okay, I mean, Silver Surfer being one of my favorite characters, Galactus is the guy. And I am so excited for the day that we can just have Galactus in the game. And it's just him. He doesn't have a team. Yeah. He just goes, hi. Hi. Yep. This is and not everyone happening. Disintegrates. Yep. <laughs> and then my uh, third one is Magneto. Okay. Especially from the films. He just, uh, to the credit of, oh gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Michael Fassbender? No. Well, well hold on. Fassbender or oh, Ian, uh, not Ian McCullen. Is it Patrick Stewart? No, no, that's that's Professor X. Ian McKellen. That's Ian McKellen. It was Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Sir Ian makes a menacing villain. Yes. 
Such so. a great and let's say Carnage too. I I, I not only said Venom, all these other ones popped in my mind, but I gotta say Carnage also. Yeah, that whole that whole line where he gets the Ven- uh, the symbiote suit, and then you have a whole arc about uh, Spider Man versus Venom, and then they have to team up and take out Carnage. Just mm-hmm. a great great overall story arc that. That's one of my all-time favorites. You See, guys I can't, are missing the number one villain in Marvel Universe. It's going to be something obscure. Let's hear Loki. Uh, I, I, I thought we were going to also hear the voice of Nev saying, Death's Head 2! <laughs> <laughs> you can just hear it now. Oi, mate! Death's Head 2! Where's Death's Head 2 at? Where's he on your list? He's probably yelling at us right now on the screen <laughs> as we speak. He already threw his teddy at Flair. So I don't know if he has anything else to throw at us. <laughs> All oh. right. Top three movies with a car chase in it. How many I movies don't for- have a car chase? Um, <sighs> I already I, know my all-time favorite, though. This is going to be a deep cut, but uh, the first Crank movie okay. with... Um, oh, what? With... Um, I, I know it's handsome Rob. Statham. Yeah, uh, Statham. Jason Statham, yeah. I yeah. really think all three of them are Jason Statham films because Italian Job has a really great Mini Cooper car chase. And then, I mean, Fast and the Furious is a car chase that happens to be a movie. The most ridiculous car crash or car scene is car the chase. One, car chase <laughs> is where Fast and the Furious and they're, they're jumping out of uh, skyscrapers and going into other ones. And But uh, anyways... Uh, is it my turn? Yep. I don't have three I can think of, but I will say my all-time favorite is Pineapple Express. I remember watching that car chase where, like, there's a slur- slushy gets put on. They're running away from the cops or something, and they have to, the slushies all over the front of the shield, and they have to uh, windshield that they kick the hole in. It was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Um, I can't think of any other ones, but. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, to be honest, I- I'm almost in the same boat as-, as Kyle, but there's there's a movie that sticks out for me, Baby Driver. Mm. Baby Driver yeah. has some amazing... Ooh. No, Oh, now Kyle's thinking. Gone in 60 <laughs> seconds. The whole movie's a car chase scene. Yeah. But anyway, no, I'm sorry to interrupt, buddy. I just popped in my head. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. So Baby Driver, um, really excellent movie. There's a ton of stuff awesome with the movie but the, the driving is, is excellent especially the opening sequence of baby driver if you it, watch just the opening sequence and you will love the uh, whole premise of it yeah, um I, I love transformers growing up as a kid so <laughs> any of the chase sequences from transformers like <laughs> i was just like i love it because it's a kid with this I, like i'm just like uh, i i like seeing i like seeing transformers stuff um Really, to be honest, besides that, like I've seen a few of the Fast and the Furious movies, but beyond that, like nothing else sticks out to me. Same. And then our last question, top three prison films. Hmm. Uh, The one where Adam Sandler plays football. The Longest Yard, I think it's called. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Which was a remake of the Burt Reynolds movie. (laughs) Yeah, I just it was I couldn't get into the old one. I watched them both. Um, I'm just going to name some movies that have uh, that take place in prison. It doesn't mean it's necessarily my favorite ones. Uh, the one where Morgan Freeman and that one and they car figures. 
It's a classic. Shawshank uh, Redemption. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, I think there's one I really like, but I can't think of one. I'll, I'll pass it on. I can't think of any more. Um, I've got two off the top of my head. The Last Castle. Mm-hmm. Um, I just lost my second one. Oh, let's yeah. go to prison. <laughs> that one's—it's a obscure little that? comedy. Um, I've seen it. I don't oh, know, gosh, it's been a long time name? though. It's like a, it's kind of one of those like psyop kind of comedy. Is Dax Shepard in it? That sounds about right. Yeah, I, I think, think it's kind of it. the height of his popularity. Yeah. Um. Oh, one more. The Green Mile. Darn it! You took mine. Damn it! Ah, <laughs> oh, I was hoping no one was gonna say it. <laughs> Ah, Green Mile. I, I was young when I watched Green Mile and and it weirded me out a little bit. But then going back later and watching it. Oh, my gosh. The Green Mile is such a good movie. Great. Yep. Yep. Um, I don't have yeah. any other. I don't have two other prison movies because <laughs> I don't do prison movies. That's, that's not usually in uh, my repertoire of, of stuff. Uh, all right. And then oh, we got one final edition from the voice of uh, I'm surprised the voice of Paul didn't just airdrop this one live. Uh, besides, <laughs> well, the- I mean, I was just trying to give you a chance to read the question that I put in Patreon's choice as well. <laughs> the best prison movie has got to be The Rock. Nicholas Cage. It's a, I, th- I thought that was in the air. Oh, no, no, no. You're right. That's that was Con Air. Island. Yeah, that's an island. That's oh, right. yeah. Con that is a good, no, I love that movie. You're right. The Rock is another name for Alcatraz, which is a famous prison. Prison. There yep. you go. Prison I learned movie. something today. <laughs> now we done learned something. All right. And then uh, from the voice of Paul, we have our last question, which is how did your first week as host go? Guys, how do we feel? Horrible. We killed it. I don't think we're going to do another one after this. Go, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I had a blast. Uh, you guys did wonderful. Um, it's just going to get better from here on out. We got to get some things polished. You know, we're just getting things figured out, but thank you both for doing this endeavor with me, you know? Um, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for us. What about you guys? Seth, I'll let you go. I, I think this is going really well and I'm looking forward to this. We've got a lot of fun ahead of us. I agree, brother. Besides me sweating a brick halfway through this, I have <laughs> I have enjoyed this. Uh, it, it, again, pulling back the curtain, it's been a hot minute since I've been in the hot seat with anything. Uh, the last time I was here on the Escape Podcast was uh, for GA Center, and so and yes, even though I was the co-host, I was not the head of production. I didn't do the production side of it, Neil. Um, so so for me to be doing it, and, and this is whole new endeavor for me on this side of things like i stream but it's just like it's a very different beast to be yep. part of the whole show and having to having to do all this stuff from this side of the curtain and i i have enjoyed it also uh we I mean more apparently mr jigabachi is like oh more more mr jig for me that dude no i'm not saying that jiggy dadgummit you almost <laughs> caught me there he almost <laughs> caught me he, he did this to me many times when we did ga center Many times, and I had to read his stuff. Um, but no, this is this has been this has been an excellent, awesome endeavor. I'm excited to see where this goes. This I think we'll have fun with this. Agree, well, guys. gentlemen, what's coming up for you guys on Twitch this week? 
Flair, go ahead, bud. So we are all over. I'm all over the place. I do variety right now. I'm actually in the middle of a franchise. That's the trails series in Japan. It's called the Kiseki franchise. Um, so I'm doing trails in the sky, which is an old 2004 RPG JRPG. And I'm, I'm having fun with it. I'm also looking to bring in God of War 2018 to play through that before I touch God of War Ragnarok. Awesome. Seth. I don't have anything scheduled this week. Oh, <laughs> uh, still working on the rebuild. Okay. So, uh, I do pretty much the same thing, but I've gotten to some new stuff. All, of course, grand arena, no matter how miserable it is, <laughs> the stream, uh, I mean, it's bad. It's been pretty bad lately. Mm-hmm. Um, we always do that. I don't care. Rain or shine unless something really has come up. I, I also am now streaming my Marvel strike force alt account. I started the other day. There's a lot of people here in chat and the community that started over. So I wanted to make a guild and we were all kind of, you know, playing the game together. I'm having a, a lot of fun doing that actually way more fun doing it all as a beginner than I am in Swaga. And then last but least, I am obsessed with the old school star Wars galaxies MMO. It, it came out when I was a kid and I didn't get to experience it. And I just, I go to bed thinking about it. So we've been, we've been streaming <laughs> that too. So, so those three is what we do every day in a row. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, so, Hey, uh, more of what's happening. We've got a, our, our, our next episode of the MSF edition will not be, uh, the week after next, because that falls on Thanksgiving, we will actually be back. Uh, voice of Paul, correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, we should be back. Actually, we're going to do the first week of December. Yeah, um, you guys. What's what's happening is you guys are going to do the second uh, and the sixteenth of December, and we're going to do the ninth and the thirtieth. We're skipping Thanksgiving week, or and then in turn, we're also skipping Christmas week. So. We'll be at the first and third and second and fourth, just as advertised, starting in the new year. So, so we have no idea when we'll be on. Just tune in. <laughs> we, we will be back on December second. So December we're 2nd. we're gonna it's gonna give us a couple of weeks to to polish some stuff up, to fix some things, to get some so all these things sorted out, uh, get and, some and, more stuff and review here. what you did and review how you did and where where you can improve. You guys, you guys killed it. I'm I'm proud of you. Thanks, buddy. And let's thank Paul. I mean, if it wasn't for Paul, none of this would be going on. So thank you, brother. Thank you for helping us out behind the scenes. And it looked amazing. Yep. And if it's if it's not for Paul, there's no tipsy. There's no community. There's no fun. And um, anything else you guys got to say? You're making well, me blush off camera. Aww. I have one last thing to say. Be nice to each other, damn it. <laughs> I was going to say that. And Flair, if you would be so kind, Flair. What am I doing? Button. Push the button. We'll do, guys. All right. We will see, see you all later on. Bye. What's going on? Where the hell are we? Paris? Thank you for pressing the self-destruct button. Attention. This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship. Abandon ship. All personnel. This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. Counting down. 10, 9, 8, 6. 6? What happened to 7? Just kidding. Uh-huh.
friends, this is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy. The Escape Podcast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out murder bears. Sit, boo boo, sit. Good dog. 